All right, I know y'all tired of my little laugh that I do, but I just can't help it because little Cam voice is just too cute to me. I don't care. She's going to be 21. I'm still be using that intro. I don't care. Um, So welcome to One Girl, One Mic podcast. I am your lovely host, BV Nicole. Courtney, you ain't got no um bum, 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 bum for me. Get on them boards. Uh-oh. You know what? I'm going to ring the bell. So this is... Uh, she getting it together. Okay. Courtney, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, y'all remember Courtney and her podcast. What's the name of your podcast again, Courtney? Are you still watching? So remember, if you're a movie buff and you are into all of your Netflix shit, make sure you check Courtney's podcast out. Are you still watching? I think that's so dope. I love the name. This is episode number 30. I would do a recap, but I recorded the podcast, uh, my episodes backwards. So... I kind of recap my last episode on the wrong episode, so ain't no need to do a little recap. So today's episode is I'm going to be here with the none other than Rhonda. Thank you for having me, do Rhonda want, Logan. Rhonda Logan. Do you want to go by something different than Rhonda Logan? No. Ron. You only know me by Rhonda. Can I call you Rhonda? Yeah. Yes. Um, so every, as everybody are probably already know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and it's also Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So I wanted to bring Rhonda on because I know that Rhonda beat breast cancer. And as far as the domestic violence part of it, like I don't I don't never look at you like a domestic violence victim. Like once you tell your story, once they hear it. But I wanted to for you to tell your story because even though it's not like, oh, I was getting beat, but like Different women need to see how different things look, right? right? Mm -hmm. And I think that your story is so important to be told because I see the you now, right? Okay. So once we go back in the story, it's like, oh, my God. And I want other people because I feel privileged to be able to be your friend and get this. You know what I'm saying? So you've already taught me that lesson of what you can come from and what you can be. And mm -hmm. I want other people to hear that and experience that, right? Okay. So yeah. we'll we'll start with the breast cancer um, and then we'll and we'll go into everything about you after that, right? Okay. Okay. So I want to start off how I met Rhonda. Okay. This is crazy crazy how fate in the universe and just how God work. So I'm going to the salon to get my hair done. Reese doing my hair at the time. Jamar is not doing my hair at the time. And I meet Rhonda at the salon. So I will always see Rhonda at the salon. And this was like, we, you know, we from Detroit. Our salon time would be like, that was our family. Yes. Like was. we would be up there hanging. It's like, we, we really met friends. Like I met LB at the hair salon. Like that's where I met her at. And like, come on now. Like seriously. So I met Rhonda at the salon. Didn't know that I worked with your then husband ex -husband, at the time, man. your ex husband. Mm -hmm. So. At the time, at the job that we worked at, that we still currently work at, everybody would be talking about these parties that he would be having at his house, him and his wife. I never knew you were the wife. Never knew, never knew you were the wife. They would be talking about these parties, and I was like, I'm never going to these people's house. Like, uh, absolutely not. Everybody would be coming back to work talking about the parties. It was all type of drama going on. It was crazy shit, right? 
Never went to none of the house parties. Never even wanted to go. Still coming to the salon. Still now me and you are developing our friendship, not knowing that you the wife that mm-hmm. throw the parties at your house, right? Mm-hmm. So then fast forward. I'm at work. I befriend a girl, my team leader at work, who she's been on the podcast before, and she invited me to hang out with her and her homegirls, which so happened to be one of them was your cousin, Tamika. Okay. Never knew y'all was cousins. So now I start hanging out with Gina and her crew, which was Tamika and them. And we hanging out. We started traveling together. We having a good time. Never once knew that Tamika was your first cousin. Sister cousin. Grew mm-hmm. up as sister's very first cousins. So me and Mika get cool out the group that we hanging with. And me and Mika hanging. Now me and Mika traveling by ourselves. Finally, it come around that. You are you and Tamika are first cousins. And then on top of all of it, you and LB are sisters. You know what I'm saying? From work. And I'm really, you know, me and LB are best friends from the salon. Mm-hmm. So wait, y'all met at this hair salon? Y'all yes. didn't even meet at work. Nope. We met at the hair salon too. I kind of found out serious? that we work at the same place. Listen, so can we please shout out to Hype Hair? Hype Hair Hype Hair Salon. Yes, yes. Ring the bell. Let's ring the bell for Hype Hair, for Jamar, for Reese, for all of them. Yeah. Cool C, Sonya M. Because y'all really, like, have brought, like, real friendships, sisterhoods, friendships together. So when I first met you, I was like, okay, uh, Val coming in the shop all the time. We having deep conversations. I mean, com- Val, your deep. conversations make a person think you be like, okay, I can't wait to get to the shop on Friday because... <laughs> always been a walking podcast yes, right yes you always been a walking podcast mm-hmm. this was your calling right here thank you so yes. much Rhonda. yes you've been knowing me a long long time yes. so you know i'm like i'm glad we friends because yes. we have been through a lot of stuff people don't know nothing about yes and that's like real friends i say if you can be friends with women and be real friends like because we're not gonna always agree with mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. but you know how our group is we agree we disagree we have get over we it, have past it. issues but we get over it because that's what real friends and sisters do with yes each other. that is yeah. so that always that really goes back to my point that i always make on this podcast and i've done several episodes about um aligning yourself with who you want to be friends with as adults i think the friendship that you, the friendships that you choose as adults are very important you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's not no it's not a coincidence that our energies aligned and we ended up being friends like out of all of this stuff i could have met you probably 10 years prior from the parties mm-hmm. and never came mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it, so it's like everything just kind of worked out in divine order it's crazy that i was literally hanging out with your cousin mika for a while before i even knew y'all were cousins but i think i think you kind of met me first and then i met you, i knew you first yeah. yes i knew you first that's the reason why when i found out y'all were cousins i was like oh you know my friend Rhonda because i knew you first from the salon right yeah. we was already like locked in i came to y'all party remember you and your ex-husband used to throw parties downtown i came yes. to the party by myself <laughs> yes we was we was party animals back then y'all were party animals yeah so um i want to I want to start with the breast cancer awareness. Okay. So how long ago were you diagnosed with breast cancer? I was diagnosed in 2012. I was mm-hmm. diagnosed with breast cancer 2012. And it was crazy how I found out that I had breast cancer because I didn't know, didn't have no symptoms, wasn't feeling no pain, didn't know anything, was 
in the shower one day and I felt the lump and I was like, oh, but I was having problems with um, I was going to go and have a hysterectomy because I was having real bad problems. Mm -hmm. So I went to the doctor that day normal, scheduled my hysterectomy, just so happened to tell my um, doctor, Dr. Dickerson, um, I feel a lump here. So she was like, we're going to send you out for um, a biopsy. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. When it had all the tests done, and I knew it was something wrong when my doctor called me personally herself mm. and was like, we need to see you in the office as soon as possible. And the worst thing, she called me on a Friday. Oh. Didn't want to see me until Til Monday. Monday. Yeah. Oh, so you had the whole weekend whole to weekend. think about, oh my God. why is the doctor calling me? I knew I kind of figured a little bit that she was going to tell me some bad news. So that day, I literally just went crazy, called LB. Mm -hmm. We need to go out mm -hmm. and got stupid crazy that night and was like, cause I was just like nervous. So. so that is one thing that I noticed about your personality trait. Like you always seem so strong. Like uh -huh. it seemed like you are like, you are always the one that's like, no, don't worry about that. Don't focus on that. Come on, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. Forget it. And this is the reason why. Because I really think God only put what he know that you can handle. So it's no worry for me. You mm -hmm. know, I always been like that. I always been the person that was the strong person in my family when it came mm -hmm. down to things. You know, I, I just be like, whatever. So it's not you massing, like trying to mask like emotion. You're just like, no, nah, I'm good. Like it's going to, she going to work out. Yeah. Because she always work it out. I do. I do. I, you know, I don't worry about it. That I is just, such a great trait to have in the midst of a storm. Sometimes it is. And sometimes it's not because you wear, you, you, you carry so much on you that you mm -hmm. don't want to share it because you the person that people come to to talk to. So mm -hmm. you don't want to share your issues and your problems with them because I don't know. That's crazy because it may feel like you weak, mm. you know, mm -hmm. you, you Cause you're always so used, you're used to be always being strong. Right. So mm -hmm. I just kind of like keep it in and just be like, okay, I talk to God about it and put it in his hands and leave it. I always feel like tell God about it. Let him handle it, put it in his hands and leave it. Because if you doubt him and keep questioning, well, God, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you, you don't have no faith. So. Well, like 50 Cent said, you either going to um, pray or cry. Yeah. Like pray or worry. You can't do both, right? Either you can pray and like leave it to God and not worry or you're going to worry. And then if you're going to worry, don't pray. So I just pray and leave it to God. Leave it to God. Yeah. Because I just feel like I'm a walking testimony anyway, so. Okay, so yeah. boom. So you get the call on Friday. The doctor called you. Call LB. Y'all go out. Y'all party all weekend because LB is so there for that. She's the perfect person to call. What? Yes. Okay, and she is the same. So that is, okay, so this is crazy because that could be a deeper, whole different podcast episode that we probably need to have because it seemed like neither one of y'all kind of deal with emotions. So she the main one. She the first person. It's like, cool, you want a mask? Uh, not mask, but you want to just party like it's 1999? Yeah, so that's... Fuck the, that sister. We ain't worrying about that. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Come on. Take yeah. another shot. She the type of sister where you can call her and it's like... You want to put, you want to tell her everything and she'd be like, okay, well, come on, let's go do this. Let's go do this. And there's no worry. She ain't going to talk about it. She ain't going to ask questions. If you going through something, 
She's just gonna be like, okay, let me just get this off your mind. She don't even ask questions. Was like, what's well, going you know, on it's a deeper side. reason behind yeah, that. She just <laughs> she, she have no fucking emotion. Yeah, she just wants you to. She just wants you to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. and she, you know, if you ain't, if you're not gonna she's voluntarily a, talk about it, she's not gonna be like, okay, so what's going on? Right. I was gonna say, y'all. So wait. So everybody that's listening. LB is actually here. Y'all know LB is the engineer, cameraman, camera videographer. She's everything. The model. She she everything. So she's right here in the room listening to us. We talking about like she's not here so okay boom you get the call on friday you and lb go hang out all day and then come monday you go to the doctor and they say yep come monday i go to the doctor my doctor says um well she said i don't really have bad news but i have not so much good news Mm -hmm. she said um we did find out that you had breast cancer in your left breast and you are almost at a stage four. Mm. So she said, we have to work fast. Mm-hmm. So she said, what I need you to do is go home and I need you to get your family together and I need y'all to talk about it, but we need to work fast. So what I did was I went home and I called Tamika. I called my whole family mm-hmm. together. I got mm-hmm. Tamika. And man, if it wasn't for her, mm-hmm. she took a lot of stress off of me because she really told me, don't worry about it. And I put it in her hands. She got me the best doctor. Well, let's just say, let me just do a sidebar because okay. her cousin um, is a um, a surge tech. Her cousin has been a surge tech in the hospital, worked in the hospital forever. Right. As long as we've been working at the plant, she's been working in the hospital. So she's really good in the medical field. She knows a lot of good doctors. And that's like a, um, a, a ace in a hole to have her in your yes, corner. It was Mm -hmm. she got me the best doctor she Mm -hmm. told she got me the best radiation person um dr child she know i love it yes yes he was like the best i could ever have Mm -hmm. and he told me he was like don't worry i'm gonna take good care of you and to this day he really do he take good care of me that was good so Mm -hmm. did they okay so (laughs) it is so crazy like how our group is because we travel a lot we hang and we have so much fun Mm -hmm. and the energy amongst our group is just like it's no, it's unmatched. It's unmatched. So we are like, I just looked up a video, a video came up on my um time hop, right? We were like on a booze cruise and you were like shaking your boobs. You was like, I'm shaking what my mama gave you. And I'm, I'm, I'm in the video joking. Like her mama didn't get her those boobs. The doctor did because Rhonda has fake boobs. So Who listen. jokes about they free having fake boobs because she had to have her boob removed from breast cancer. No, listen. So. When they told me that I had breast cancer, and I hate to say this, y'all, but I got to be honest. Be honest. Who because I then somebody else is going to have, on. may have breast cancer, they're going to feel the same way. So my boobs was little. I was in like a B, uh-huh. a small B. Mm-hmm. So he was like, you can get whatever size boobs you want. Oh, I was God. Like, whatever size? <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? He was like, yes. I was like, okay, so that kind of like Made gave it. me a little bit of like, motivation because I'm like, I finally get to have boobs. I'm like, dang, gee, I'm about to get boobs, God. Thank you for giving me boobs. Thank but you for not me- giving it this, oh, to me God. this it's way. So being in the studio, me, LB, and Courtney are all looking at you like, who the fuck want big boobs? I don't <laughs> know. But I, well, did- I don't know if Courtney love her big boobs, but... I didn't I want big, big boobs. boobs. I didn't want big boobs, but I was definitely the you president of the itty bitty titty yes. committee. I was the president yeah. of it. So yeah, I had to get so a little. So you wanted bigger. No, I just wanted a nice size where, you know, I kind of wanted a D. Well, what size did you go? A D. They look good. Thank you. That's, that's not, bigger. You no. if you went from a B to a D. Yeah, I had so to that's go what, up two cups though. So what I'm saying is we're all looking like if that would have been us, we would have definitely got smaller boobs. Like, oh wait, you mean I can trade these in and get some smaller? Where you wanted to trade yours in and get some bigger? We were like, give me, I would be like, give me smaller. You wouldn't go to a B. 
Shit. Yeah, you shit. wouldn't go to a B, girl, because your man you, wouldn't let you go to a B. Listen, fuck, that, I'm single. Like, I'm not married. Can't like, be like, no. Listen, do you know a lot of guys? Like, I hear women now saying how big their titties is, and they be like, the guys be like, don't touch it. I don't care what you do. Yeah, they really. That's that's guys they, love. Yeah, big, they love. Oh, wait a minute. Here's the gag. Here is the gag, ladies. Please, if you're listening to this podcast, take notes. Men love big old hanging boobs, too. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, I have had younger guys, like, not like my titties hanging. I'm like, what? Like, you don't want perky? Nah. I'm like, ugh. Who the fuck want these big old boobs? I got the best boobs now. So, yes, you do. Yeah. So, we've been on trips before. We Remember when you first got them? Yes, we all seen Rhonda yeah. boobs. Yeah. And then, remember you got the tattoo got um, tattoo yeah. your nipples on? Mm-hmm. That was like, we all seen them, touched them, felt them. Like, that was my first time ever touching fake boobs was Rhonda boobs. Was you amazed? Amazed. Was. So when, amazed. When I first got them, I kept looking at them like, oh my boobs now i was so happy to go bra shopping they like what size i'm like girl i'm a size d so do you go like braless a lot of times all the time yeah really you don't have to the boots the they you don't really need to wear a bra so okay um how was chemo and no no before we get to how was chemo did they have to do a test on your mom because i know your mom is still living like so did they have to say like genetically where did it come from and do your daughters have to get tested now that you've been diagnosed diagnosed with breast cancer Yes, but you know, cancer don't even run in our family. I, I was thinking, so, like your grandmother, no. your auntie, your mom. So I, on my mom's side, my mom, her mom is still alive. She's a mm-hmm. hundred, so she yes, never. Grandma, was, we all know grandma. Yeah, grandma was never um, diagnosed with cancer, but I did have an auntie. Like right after I got diagnosed with it, she got lung cancer, but it was a reason why she had cancer mm-hmm. and stuff. It wasn't because it ran in our family. It wasn't genetically yeah. right. right. But my kids, they went and got tested. Nope. No. Mm-hmm. So everybody good. My mom, she don't, my mom don't even, nope. No. Did you have to do chemo? Yep. How was that? The worst thing ever. Mm. So chemo is really draining. It mm-hmm. drains you, you know, it make you tired. It, um, it take all the follicles of your hair out everywhere. That was kind of good too on, on certain <laughs> spots. You know what I'm saying? I, like, have I to, don't, I don't have to pay for laser hair right. removal. So because it's all on gone certain anyway. spots, it was cool that I didn't. Did have the hair to, grow back in certain spots? Yeah, it grow back. But when it grow back, it grow back like real, real thin mm-hmm. and fine. Fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how have you been feeling like so you got diagnosed in 2012 like when is the last time you've ever like had any like um di- like chemo everything when were you done with it when you rang the bell in the hospital you were done with Okay breast so I got diagnosed in 2012 and 2015 I rang the bell it was ding ding yeah ding, so 3 I'm years done. 3 mm-hmm. years it took 3 years for me to get everything back like the chemo and I had to do Four radiations mm-hmm. because okay so right before I found out that I had breast cancer I I um battled with stomach cancer too so what yep so I battled with stomach cancer see this is and, the reason why I need you on what and radiation you, are you wait a minute like who knew you had stomach cancer so I found out I had stomach right cancer. LB had her hand up like yeah. me I found out I had stomach cancer right after I had Kyla 
Really? So, and I had Kyla 2001 and 2002. I found out I had stomach cancer. So, way back when y'all were partying at your house, like that was around that time when y'all yeah. were throwing the parties and stuff like that. So, yeah. maybe after that, you, so you, like, before, so, before the parties and stuff. So, you went through chemo and everything for that? Mm-hmm. I went through chemo, didn't have, but for that one, I didn't have to have no surgery. I just went through chemo and radiation. Did you, did you lose your hair then? Um, I did. Yeah. So this is our second time going through cancer. But, you know, the first time my hair losing wasn't as bad as this time. Mm-hmm. I just lost hair in spots. So then that's when I went short. That's mm-hmm. when I just I remember your short hair. My, and I mm-hmm. love short hair stuff. Yes, you rock it. Hair, you so. rock it very well. So then right before I found out I had breast cancer, I had I had went to the doctor and they said they seen a mask on my stomach. So I was going for radiation. And then right after radiation went. And I got diagnosed with breast cancer. So I'm saying all that to like, the doctors really don't, you know, if you're not telling them what's wrong with you or showing them or, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't really know. So that's a good thing to let the listeners know. Like, be very transparent with your doctor. Like, if you, any little thing, like, make sure that you are sharing this with your doctor because that could be the difference in a lot. Yes, it is. Because they don't really test you. They didn't say after they found out that I had stomach cancer. Well, let's test and see if you have ovarian cancer. Cancer or, or any or other type of cancer. Breast cancer, yeah. yeah. So they didn't. Goodness gracious. Ron, oh my goodness. I did not, I never knew you had stomach cancer. That is. Yeah. So this is your second yeah. time around with all of this. So, wow. So, did, I don't know. Were you maybe not as scared because you had already been through it? So the first time was very like depressing you know Mm. I kept a lot of people out I shut a lot of people out of my Mm -hmm. life that time you know I didn't want to be bothered I didn't want to tell people I had cancer I thought it was a bad thing when I first and I thought that you know if I tell people they was going to treat me funny or treat me different and I just wanted to be Treated the same. I yeah. didn't want to be, you know, because uh, you get sick. I think sick, having you don't, cancer in 2000, way back before you had Kyla, and now is different. Yeah, you don't be want to be like people, hey, is you okay? Everything, you know, you get tired of that. You yeah. don't want to go through that. So I kind of kept a lot of people out. But one thing I learned about that, that's that's not cool, you know, because yeah. you have people out here that love you and really care about yes. you. And I went into a very, very bad depression mm. the first time, mm-hmm. you know. I had to... um a lot of lot of things. I had to check myself into a hospital because it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot because I was I kept everything bundled in, and, and that's not good. Yeah, yeah. So when the time came, it was just like I felt like I was just didn't have a purpose here. So that is first of all, I'm sorry that you and I know you're strong or whatever but but sometimes people do go through things people go through things and that's and it's okay to go through things and I think that the the lesson in that would be to um you put all this good energy out and you're always there for everybody sometimes you have to cash in on your on your what you've been putting in the bank I learned that yeah Yeah. sometimes sometimes it's time to cash in and say hey friends like I need y'all like I need to you know I need to get this out so um how has your lifestyle changed since being diagnosed with breast cancer um, it's still lit. Liddy. Yeah, I'm still lit. Liddy. Yeah. I wish I wish that y'all could get a glimpse into a bit, just like a little sneak peek into her life. Because her life is so lit. She is the most fun person. I just feel like you only live once. So, you know, and I, I never Rhonda, know. And you as much really as stuff I've like been that. through. You like, really live your life like that. I just want to have fun, live my life, be around positive people, be around people that I love, be around people that love me, that's genuinely my friend and not just with me because 
we going to hang out this weekend and we're going to have fun because you do get friends like that. I'm sure you do because yeah. you the party. Yeah. And I you like live. that. I just want to be now that I'm older mm -hmm. and know because when I was younger, but a lot of people used to be like, girl, don't make your friends. Don't make your friends. But now that I'm older, I just want to be around. I hang out with a lot. I hang out with y'all and my, my, my kids mostly the time. Yeah. So I think that, um, for me as well, that we, the older we get, we protect our energy more. We understand how valuable, like shit. We would we would just give our energy away for you know for nothing. You know before like girl whatever anybody can get my energy. Now we like nah. Yeah, we you can't really come around and suck up yeah, all this we good be, energy. We we more we more grown or now. Yeah. so you know it's we just mature. like yeah. we know better. And now this pandemic. That really changed a lot. Like we yeah. just really not giving our energy to it. No, everybody is it gotta be. You gotta be very, very, very important yes. to get our energy. Yes, now, so. I agree. Okay, so I don't want to be done with the breast cancer. We can come back to it, but I want to kind of go all the way back, right? Because okay. we kind of like went back to breast cancer and oh, well, apparently stomach cancer as well. But I want to go all the way back, okay. right? So you, I know because. It's hard for me to interview you because I know you. So it's like I know you. Come on, Val. Be give them a good interview because it's, I have you have questioned me without doing an interview. So listen, I know how you can give I got an interview. This. I okay. got this. Okay, so I want I'm gonna say this. I I need for Rhonda to tell her story because we were actually um in Costa Rica on vacation and we were having our morning vodka, like how we do on vacation. Mm -hmm. And Rhonda told her story. And LB was there and she was listening and she made a statement that stuck with me forever. She goes, no, I can, she said, I've heard this story before, but it's like your favorite movie where you know what's going to happen, but you have to watch it every time. After hearing your story, that one time it's my favorite movie and I can hear it over and over again. So Val, you have not heard this story one time. When we was just in Philly, it was like you had never heard this story. Before. It was like, but and I had, and but it was like I was all in, like I had never heard it before. So like again, it's like your favorite movie that you know. I watch reruns of Law and Order all the time. I'm gonna listen to your story every single time. Okay. So let's go back. Okay? okay, so I know that you have one sister, mm -hmm. and you, um. Your mom and dad, you your father lives with you now. Yep. So you have a great relationship with your mom and your um with your mother and your father. So you came from a good home base. Yes. And okay, so what you want to say? I said allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. <laughs> right. On paper. <laughs> right. So yeah. let's get into that. Let's dig okay. into that. Because when you were telling your story, like right, you used to be like off the hook, running away. You used to be a bully. And she's like the littlest thing. Well, the bullies were always little. So she used to be a bully in what, elementary, middle? So I was a bully. In and high school? And I was a bully in primary school, middle school. <laughs> Are you a bully? Were you yeah. a bully as an adult? No, no, no. Because no. you hate bullies. I hate bullies. You hate now. bullies. Yes, I really do. Because mm -hmm. I looked at how I used to be and I would never, never. And I taught my kids not to be like that, too. You know how when you growing, when you growing up, you look at, you be like, you don't really have no care. But when I had kids, it like everything changed because I never told my kids how I was, the things that I used to do because I didn't want them to grow up like that. I wanted them to have their own identity. And you know how kids be like, oh, you used to do it. Yeah, so I can do it too. Yeah, so I didn't tell them nothing how I used to be growing up. Okay, so you, so you, and it's only you and your sister, mm -hmm. you growing up. How did you start, um, I'm going to just dive right into this. Okay, um, how did you start selling drugs? 
How old were you when you started selling drugs? Uh, I think I was like, okay, so I, you know, when you're young, you deal with drug dealers, mm-hmm. right? So at the time, the um, the guy that I was dating, we're not going to mention Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. name. So. No, so the guy that I was dating. We want to keep on doing this podcast yeah. and not be dead. <laughs> he was, um, was kind of young. He was real young. He was younger than you? Yeah, he was younger than He me. was younger than you. How old were you? So when I met him, he had to be like 12. Girl. And I was 13. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was getting money. and I was, As a 12-year-old. Yeah, and I liked it. I was like, you know how he was in school. He was fresh. So you met him time. in middle school? I met him in middle school. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so he was like the little 12-year-old boy that's coming to school fresh all the time. And he was like, well, what are you doing? Fresh as hell. Did you like him as your boyfriend or you just wanted to like see what he was doing to get money? Um, he was at the time he was a little cutie, so I kind of liked you him. You liked as, him, yeah. So let me ask you this: um, What was going on in your home life to where that was appealing? Like, did you like was your parents not like giving you what you wanted, like money wise? Like, what was your home life like at that time? Well, you know, your parents not gonna give you money like you wanted, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. no, not really. I got allowance every week, you know, mm-hmm. because we used back then we used to go skating. So my dad made sure he gave me money to go skating and enough to play the video games at, at the skating, skating ring. Uh-huh. So yeah, so I got allowance every week, but I just was fatuated by this little young Negro coming to school every day, fresh cute. had money, he was kinda <laughs> cute. Uh-huh. So, you know, I was like, okay. I need to um I need to see what's up with him. Okay, so you cut into old boy and what he was oh, like. Oh, and then he was smart too. So I was kind of figuring like if I get with him, he can help me do my homework. So you yeah. you like you was a straight up opportunist in middle school. Like yes, I'm you like. I think I've been a sack chaser all my life. I'm not a sack chaser no more. It's okay if you want to be a sack chaser. I don't want to be one. No, sack no, chasers are my favorite people. And no sacks sack out chaser. here though. Well, old sack chasers are my favorite okay. people. Okay. Well, love, back then I was. I love aunties in the bar. Like oh god, I love to see old sack chasers in the bar. And they point out all the niggas that got money in the bar. Like, like you better get then, on him. Girl, back then, niece, niece, mm-hmm. you better get on that nigga. You better that nigga got some money over there. I'll be like yes, auntie, where he at? Show me where the, where the money at. They can smell it. They can smell it on when they walk in. Okay, so you have this younger guy. So y'all start kicking it, dating. Like, Rhonda, like, come on, like, get into it. Like, how he start getting you to sell these drugs? Like, no, no. So he didn't do it. It was just that I was around him and he was selling drugs. And he would give you money. So he would just give me money and buy me things. So then I end up um, meeting this older guy. He was way older than me. And he was, you know, I was like his little... This little young thing, and he was selling drugs. How and old were you? I was seventeen when I met him. Okay, seventeen. So this goes. So fast forward. So you you in elementary school. That was your first taste of like okay, some little fast money. Yeah. You go through all of your. How were you in high school? Um, I high school is a blur because when I got to high school, I had kids, so I didn't get a chance. How were you had your kids? Six. I was sixteen when I had my first baby. How was that? Like, was did you get in trouble? Like, was people mad? Like, did you get beat? Like, what? Um, no. But this was the 80s yeah, or the 90s. So, like, people was getting babies beat out of them. So when I told my mother, <laughs> she was mad. She was like, you gonna take care of that motherfucking baby? You ain't gonna ask me to babysit this, 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 and that. And she fell so in love with that baby when I had that baby. So she was mad, but wasn't mad. Were you scared to tell your mother when you was pregnant? Mm-hmm, I didn't tell her until I was seven months. Seven months. And the only reason why I had to tell her because I needed to go to the doctor. Yes. Seven months. So who was you so wait, when did you meet your baby daddy then? 
we was in the fifth grade when I met him. So you knew him all the way from elementary school. Mm-hmm. So did you always like him in elementary school? Like from Oh, elementary? wait a minute. When did I meet? Which one? Your first. The one who got you pregnant at 16. Oh, no. We went to school together. That's how I met him. We was in the same, we was in the same school. Did you always like him? Um, Val, why are you asking me? I mean. Because you were on the podcast. That's oh, why. okay. So <laughs> at the time, I like him, but I'll. Go back. I, okay. that's, that's why I'm, I'm trying to get you to go back. Okay. Like, go back in your mind. Like, okay, so, did you really like him? Okay. So me and him was madly in love with each other. Madly. Like, yeah, because I was almost like his first love. It was like. And he, was, he wasn't he was your first love? He was my first love. So why I'm, would you say like I was. You was I mean, because love. it was almost like we were sisters and brothers, too, because we was that close to each other. We did everything together. Like I snuck him in my my house when my mama and them wasn't looking. You all know, the time. all the time. He spent the night with me all the time at a young age. So, so. wait a minute, I, I could be wrong. Did you tell me that you used to sneak him in every night? Like he would come over to your house and sleep every night and go out in the morning mm-hmm. every day. Every night he would come would to he, my. Every night he. Would, how old were you when y'all were doing that? Like fourteen, fifteen. And you wasn't scared you would get caught and get in trouble. Um, no, because when my mother and my dad left and went to work in the morning, so at night when he would come in, it was like they would sleep. It was a, I had a little dip on the side of the bed in the morning time. I would kick him on the side until. You did tell me this. So yeah. y'all would sleep in the bed every morning and then he would get on the side of the bed. Yeah. That is, so the the only reason I am so um intrigued by stories like this is because I could never do this. Like I never was the um rebellious child. I always went along with the get along. I never. So I'm always amazed at people that did this. Like what, what made you so fearless? Like. It was no repercussions in your household? Like, girl, my mother was the meanest thing on the universe. And I guess. And you still tried her. Like, you still still tried her her face. Yes, I did. And knew that I would get my ass whooped by her. Yes. She was was the mother that didn't play. My mother did not play either. So, it wasn't like I could get away with stuff. It was just that I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to take the risk. And do you know? I didn't, my kids couldn't get away with none of that stuff I got away with. Well, that's, uh, just hold that thought because we're going to get to that point. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So you're young, you meet this guy mm-hmm. and you, so obviously you like, you like more than one boy. Like we all did. Like, so you had the, your baby daddy, the guy who ended up being your, your kid's father. So, okay. So me and him, we dated and you know, you young and stuff. So he was so, he was abusive. So that was one of the when reasons. When did he first start being abusive? After the kids. After so so when you knew him in elementary school, middle school, he was not abusive. When he would come over, sneak over and sleep in your room and y'all was y'all were young, yeah. he was not abusive. Yeah, he was. He was. What what was like what was the first thing of him being abusive? Like the first sign of him being abusive? Girl. Um, and how old were you? Okay, so let me tell you an episode that that happened. Okay. That really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Um he had a best friend that was in jail and we went to go see his best friend in jail this day. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, I didn't know nothing that was going to happen. He proposed to me while we was at the jail. Girl. So in, in front of his friend. So I'm looking at like, <laughs> so I said, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. just didn't want to, you know, embarrass him in front of his friends. So of I said, not. yeah, but at the time me and him was having a real bad issue. It was always, me have to fight different women because he was cheating. He was a real bad cheater, too. Mm-hmm. So I had said, yeah, this day. And maybe like a couple of days later, 
um, when nobody home and I called him over because I wanted to tell him he had gave me a ring and everything. I wanted to tell him that I didn't want to marry him. Right. Mm. So I called him over and he came over with two of his friends and they was outside. So I told him, I was like, look, I just want to give you your ring back. I don't want to marry you. Right. Girl. Why I tell this man that this man pulled me outside. We got the fighting so hard. Okay. I mean, he busts my lip. I had to get 17 stitches in my lips. Are you serious? And while his friends sat outside and watched us fight. They never not, intervened. They never even no, pulled him but off let me, you. But let me tell you something. I was whooping that nigga's ass too, though. I was fighting <laughs> she was like, like, was fighting I was like, fighting like okay, this Okay, so let was, me just put a sticky note. Y'all understand. Rhonda's a whole boxer fighter. I she was whooping not, his she ass. She's little, but he, she is he, definitely he got who me. you call when you he win got some me, shit. But like, he didn't. He he, it, he didn't yeah. go out just yeah. like I didn't go out with just so seventeen that, stitches in my mouth without no fight. So that's the reason why this conversation is important because trust me, it's some it's it's a little young girl right now, yeah. she, and she don't view herself as a domestic violence victim because she like no me he ain't whooping my ass. We in this bitch fighting right like a motherfucker, right. and you like nah you might still want to get away from that yeah because that one fight it'll lead to something totally 17 bad stitches in your mouth yeah that was just his friends never intervened that was just the first fight out of many so the so the okay so that's what i want to try to get back to so the very very first time that he ever put his hands on you was that day yes so were you wasn't like completely shocked like yeah i was because why didn't you want to marry him because of this. Because we used to always have fights. And okay, so that wasn't the first fight. When no. was the first time that he ever put his hands on you? The uh, first time. Because I'm trying to figure out, like, okay. were you shocked? I was never shocked. Because I was energy. a fighter. Yeah, I was never shocked. It was never like, oh, he put his hands on me. I no, I was never shocked. I was a fighter. You know, I was a bully back then. So it didn't phase me. The fighting didn't phase me with him. Did the fighting didn't phase you because your parents fought? Oh, yes, yes. That's probably where it started at, too, because my parents fought all the time. So, so you were expecting it. Yeah, so I thought that that was what life was supposed to be. Yes. You, you thought that mate. that was, that yes. you thought that this was how things go in relationships. Yes, 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 God, I did. That is, mm-hmm. that's pretty deep. And so that wasn't the first fight. It, we used to fight for stupid stuff. One time we was playing cards, and he cheated while we was playing cards, and I beat his ass because he cheated while we was playing cards. <laughs> So Rhonda loves the game. Yeah, so it was so just like, like, why would you cheat me? Yeah. Doing and this then I used game. to always have to fight because it would always be women coming up on me, you know, in my face about him. It was just a lot with him. So you have a baby at sixteen with mm-hmm. this young. So y'all are like this young kind of abusive little toxic yeah. ass relationship yeah well, were you getting money back then yes i was getting money back then so so what like what triggered that like were you like i'm pregnant and i got to get money or were you like i was already getting money like i mean so let's tell let me tell you a little bit about me yeah at the age of 10 i was a um, paper girl so i was a paper girl at yeah, 10 so i was doing Rhonda, i was a paper girl at 10 Stop. i'm a hustler so yes. you know it was just like paper girl at 10 you no then i went and worked at a car wash so i washed cars you know how old were you working at the car wash i'm sure it was all with all boys 14 14 Mm -hmm. he was the first person that really made me responsible on having a job because who did his name was john he worked at vip car wash on west seven mile and sunderland okay and he's still there it's not he don't have a car wash but he's still 
have a tire shop that's there. And he's really? still, yep. He's still, I still go up there and visit really? him. And that's he good. still say how he's so proud how we grew up because he really made us responsible as kids. Because if we was a minute late for work, mm-hmm. he wouldn't work us. And that was $30 a day at 14. So that was a lot of money to us. So if we had to be at work at 4 o'clock and we got there at 4 or 1, he'll tell us to go home and try it again tomorrow. Because he wanted us to see how important You are very it was. on, t- on yes. timely. So like. now I am very timely. Yes. Like. So you would be like, no, I'm getting there at 4 o'clock because I need to get my money. Yeah, I get there at 3.30 if I could. Yeah. I'd run, be running to work, be like, I got to get to work because I needed that $30 a day. $30, yeah. you add that. And we worked this seven days. So at 14, you were working and saving money. Like, who put this in you? That's what I'm trying to get to. Like, who put this in you? Like, who put work ethic in you, saving Mm -hmm. money in? And the reason why I'm asking these questions is because I know you now. So So my father was a, he was a workaholic, mm -hmm. you know. Out of spite everything that he did, him drinking and all partying, he would get up and go to work every day because he took care of his family. Mm -hmm. So that's where I learned that from. Out of everything he did, he still took care of his family. He still paid all the bills every week. He went to work. I don't care if he was had a, a drunken night last night. He got up, he and, got went up and went to work that next morning. Um, How old were you when your parents divorced? Uh, I was grown. My father didn't leave until maybe I was like 22. So your parents were together the, your whole childhood? Mm-hmm. He um, soon as he soon as I told him I was moving out, I think he moved before I did. Really? Yeah. He moved out. What type of effect do you think seeing the the relationship between your mother and father, like how do you think that has an effect that affected you then? Like not now, but then as a younger girl. So my mom and my my girl, my mother was out cold and my daddy was out cold. Mm -hmm. So um, I I believe my mother used to mess around with one of my dad's friends. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then my dad ended up messing around with one of my friends. So, yeah. Open, say something. Say something, Val. Um, <laughs> so I've heard this story before and again. I'm still shocked and appalled. Yeah. Um, so your father, did your father always like younger women? Yes, my father loved young women. He loved women. He love you. So, Rhonda, please tell us, because I want to tell the story, and it's not my story to tell okay. about this girl saying, I'm going to get me a man. Okay, so I had this friend. And so, we're fast-forwarding, and you are how old? Me and her, we had to be maybe like 19. 19 years yeah. old, because Rhonda is like the it girl, yeah. get money out here. So, me and her used picture. to, so we 19, me and her used to get money together. Y'all used to get money yeah. together. We yes. used to get money together, mm-hmm. so we used to sit in the room and getting ready to go out. So, she used to always express how she gonna get her older man because she wanted stability, right? Mm-hmm. And so, my dad, every friend came over, he always flirted. I don't care who it was. Mm-hmm. He, he still flirted to this yeah, day. Still flirt to this mm-hmm. day. So everybody came over. He flirted. So she took the bait. So he must have told her, yeah, baby, you know, I can take care of you. So me and her end up falling out. And I kept wondering, how did my daddy know so much information about why we fell out or something or what was going on? So I asked him and he was like, no, I'm talking to her mama. Mm-hmm. And all along, it was her old nasty ass heifer. It was her. She was talking to my daddy. So 
She just. So how did that come out? Because like I don't, re- I remember this story being something different. Like she was kept on saying, "I wanted to go with stability," and then come to find out, like you was dating my daddy. Like, well, what the fuck? Because remember, her and my daddy dated for maybe like almost eight months before I even found out. You that they, right? That was going yes. Yeah. And but how long did 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 they date total? Over over twenty years. Yes, that's yeah. that's the crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, so no, Rhonda, no. Tell the story about it was like a house somebody moved in, and he, your father was moving out. When your father finally moved out, she got the new house, and then you come to find out she was moving with your daddy. Come on, Ron, give us the okay, full story. So it's, <laughs> Look, it's, LB, like, it's so much. It's so much. It's so much that this okay, is so crazy. So I lived in this apartment, and just so happened I happened to look outside this particular day and I see somebody moving in and it was her Mm -hmm. so I'm like damn she moving up in here so I was coming in and I looked on the directory and I seen that it was my daddy's name on the directory and I said so at the time he living in a hotel Mm -hmm. so I'm like I called him I said daddy you mean you wouldn't let a whole woman get your information and you stay in a hotel and she said he was like no baby we didn't get the apartment I said yes y'all did so she got the apartment in his name. Yes. She moved another man up in the apartment and just so happened her and this man had got into it and she shot him in the apartment. Yeah. So she, y'all was some gangster boys. It was it was self she said it was self defense. I don't know what really happened. With it. So in my mind, I'm just thinking of like um, for my man on a BET special, like y'all was some straight up gangster boos. She was a gangster boo. Yes, yeah, she was. Hey, she got a hold of your daddy, and yeah. she didn't put an apartment in his name. Girl. Shot her new nigga. Girl, she did a lot. She didn't put a apartment in his name. She um, she was messing around with another nigga. Had him living there, and she told the nigga that was her uncle. And I mean, what? I can go on. This is so you never wanted to beat her up. Yeah, still do. When I see that bitch, I'm beating her ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if your dad see her now. How would he feel? Well, so now my dad stayed with me. He um, worked at Chrysler for 28 years. He went to work in 2018, and he got um, hit by high low, and he lost his left legs. Mm-hmm. So he don't get around like he used to. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit, you know, he don't see all his girls like they used to and they ain't coming to my house. Do you think he's miserable without his hoes? Yes, I do I think he's very miserable without them. <laughs> so yes. why won't you let some of his hoes come to the house? I mean, he can get some new ones. No. He can't well, get them that, old ones. So your friend, do you think she want to see your dad? Girl, yeah, because that was her butter. You know what I'm That was her. Sh- sh- he took care of her for 20 years. She didn't have to pay nothing. He paid all the bills. Well, she gave he gave her the money to pay the bills when she paid the bills because they didn't have no light. They had no gas or water. Okay, so I'm just and I know I'm telling all his business. Ada. No, that's okay. your daddy. You it's all good. Business. Though. That's your business. Um, because I'm telling all my daddy business. So <laughs> whatever, LB, get out of here. So Ryan, so you and this girl, you you meet this friend. Well, how did you meet her? Um, through. A friend, okay, so my best friend's sister, that was her best friend. Mm-hmm. That was my best friend's sister's best friend. That was your best friend's sister's best, best friend. friend. So mm-hmm. y'all all hanging together. Yeah. You and her end up getting cool. Y'all get money together. Mm-hmm. Y'all in the streets, running the streets. Mm-hmm. And then your daddy come around and she like hook up with your dad. Yeah. 
how long, so it was eight months went past before you realized that they were hanging out or they, yeah, they were sleeping. Because he kept up. knowing too much of my business and I kept. Like trying to, you, so you put one one plus yeah. two together, like okay, like yeah. you, so you fucking with him, yeah. And did you confront her when you found out? Um, I really didn't confront her because I'm like he grown, you know. I can't, but I just stopped fucking with her though. I just didn't mess with her no more after that. And you know, you know how I am. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna do nothing. Karma is a mug; it comes back. Yeah, yeah. So. And one thing I do know, like people that people that can really fight, like or people that's like really violent, like y'all be real calm. Like you y'all think, don't do a lot of the um, hoopla holla. Y'all ain't gonna be like ah. You be like, Mm-mm, girl, I, I don't do it no more. I don't nah, do it no we more just gonna. I think I got tired. I'll see her eventually. Yeah, you know. at church, <laughs> then it be on the news. Like lady beats up woman at church. Y'all don't even know so, that this lady went with her daddy twenty years ago. She kind of deserved that. I used to see her at the casino with a different nigga, older guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, she a rat. An old rat. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know what? Let's she not... was older than me. Well, mm-hmm. let's not call her a rat because your daddy would be like, well. He a rat too. Bring he me my woman. Bring me my woman. He messed with her. Okay, so he let's with get... all rats though. Okay, so let's get back to your first baby father. Okay. So y'all meet in elementary school. Y'all fast forward. He's been very abusive. Not very abusive, but he was abusive or he showed signs of abuse early on. Mm-hmm. So then you kind of get go further in the relationship and y'all have two baby, kids two kids so mm-hmm. you get pregnant at 16 mm-hmm. y'all y'all i don't know how i don't i still don't understand how people was getting pregnant at 16 and y'all kept the baby it's no my mother i would never have my mother would have like either beat the baby out of me or took me to abortion against my will to, i was scared to tell her i was pregnant that's the yeah, if I came at seven months, it's like, yeah, okay, seven-month-old so. baby dead, like, in the alley. Brenda's got a baby. I definitely would have been Brenda's got a baby. So, um, or maybe not. Like, maybe my mother just put that fear into me, but maybe not. So, you 16 years old, you get pregnant, and then, now, are y'all trying to make a family, a life together, or, like, what's going on? Um, I'm still in love with him, so. Did you live by yourself at 16? No. When did you move out? I didn't move out till I was, like. 22. Okay, so yeah. you were still at home during the time. You mm-hmm. have a baby, then you have another baby yeah. with the guy. Yeah. So, let's let's go let's let's move forward in the story. So, okay. you are you still dating him currently like at 16 and during the second baby? Yes. Cuz yes. you loved him. Yes. Yeah. What 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 made, what what about him that you love? Um, I think the sex was good. He had. A, I was going. I was just yeah, about to ask, like, "Do you have good. a big old BBD?" It wasn't that big, but it was. It was all right, you know. At the time, mm-hmm. I guess I was young. You ain't no I no guess you ain't know yeah. no better. I guess I you was, was young. a whole baby. I was like, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I hadn't really experienced nothing better than what I was dealing with with him. So, so y'all are together. You love him. You all, y'all, y'all families are intertwined. And everything. Now keep this in mind. If I can't have you, can't nobody have you. Keep that in mind, okay? Well, he always tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He will always say that. Mm-hmm. And y'all have a lot of history together. Okay, so when do you say, I don't want to be with you no more? Because um, y'all got two kids now. Yep. At the time, I, I just got tired of the cheating. And I was like, I'm done. Like, I woke up, was like, you got to love yourself at one point. You know, you mm-hmm. can't keep fighting with this man. And this man keep cheating on you. And... I just got tired and was like, I'm done. So I end up was done with him and I end up meeting my ex-husband. So how did uh, how soon between the breakup and ex-husband? 
Um, okay, before How old were you? Before I met my ex-husband, I started dating a guy that got me to selling drugs. So that's how I started the selling drugs. The older guy. The older guy. Okay, yep. so how did you start selling drugs? Um, I met this guy. And bring, wrap it up. Okay, I met this guy. He was older than me, and he was selling drugs. And I used to always go with him on doing his drops and uh-huh. stuff. He ended up going to jail, and he told me he needed me to do a couple of things for him. While he was in jail. While he was in jail. Mm-hmm. So he said, you know the, the routine, because I used to ride with him all mm-hmm. the time. So I knew the routine. I knew where his stash was at. Mm-hmm. I knew everything. So when he went to jail, I started taking care of his business. And mm-hmm. he was like, damn, I like this. Yes. And he had a whole girlfriend, too. Are you real? Yeah, okay. he had a good he had a girlfriend and I didn't know he had a girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. But she was the ride or die. Yeah, I was the ride or die. So um his his man was like, Oh, you need to keep her because she the deal, right? Mm-hmm. So he was like, Okay, I'm gonna give you something. You ain't gotta pay me back. Let me see what you can do. So I at the time the Herman Gardens, I knew a young lady <laughs> that lived in the Herman Gardens and my cousin, I said, Show me how to cook up, right? This this oh, nigga, God. this nigga and gave me this this shit, I want to uh-huh. cook it up. So he showed me how to cook it up. I went to the Herman Gardens where my girl was at, and I asked her, "Can I squat out her house?" And I was gonna pay her, and she this told me, crazy. "Yeah." And once I started doing that, and he seen how much money I was making, he was amazed, like this little bitch making money like this. So he started really liking me, and once he started really liking me, I was like, "Oh, I don't need Mike no." <laughs> we'll take yeah, that out. Okay. Yep. I said, Wait, I what, what we at, Courtney? What a minute? Okay. No, yeah, 52. Okay. So I was like, I don't need him no more. So I was like, I was done with him. Mm-hmm. I was just done. So that's how we end up breaking up because. Yeah, you was like, I don't need I was, him. No I don't more. need him no uh-huh. more. You know, I got to go. I got, I'm going through too much drama with him, him and all his women. I'm making money. I don't want him no more. So right. I just stopped dating him. I can do my him. own thing. Stopped dating him and started dating the other guy. And the other guy ended up going to jail do some time. So once he went to jail and did time, that's when I just started mm-hmm. just booming out here. For yourself. Yeah. Right. So now you get your two kids. Mm-hmm. So now you thinking in survivor mode. Like, okay, I got to take care of my kids. I need to make money for my kids. I'm not going to be with the they daddy no more. I'm done mm-hmm. with him. I'm done fighting. I'm done with the cheating. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy over here getting money. He didn't taught me how to get money. I don't mm-hmm. want to be with him. Let him go to jail. Whatever like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, I, I'm a free agent out here. But I'm really out here getting his money. Right. So now I got this I got this guy best friend that uh, me and him was really, really cool and we started hanging around with each other. And he seen, I told him, I said, look, I got this little spot in Ohio. He was looking, you know, <laughs> you know how guys look at you like, girl, go girl, sit your little no ass down somewhere. And you like, no, right. so I, I was like, We had went out to the club this night, me and him. We had went out, hung out, fucked up, drinking and stuff. I was like, I got this little spot in Ohio. You know, he was like, well, let's go to it. We rolled there that night. After we left the club. Left the club. Went to my spot in Ohio and he was amazed. Like Like you got a real fucking you up here doing a damn thing. When I show him the money that I was making and stuff, he was just like, Hell no. Like you cannot be making this money like this by yourself. And so once he seen what I was doing and stuff, so me and him became, you know, real cool. He was fronting me and stuff and I was paying him back. And I was really getting money. And this was his friend. That I started dating. So it was kind of like he hooked us up, but he didn't because. Yeah, he just introduced y'all. No, he didn't really introduce us. I ran into him at the club and come to find out this was my best friend 
friend. Yeah. So that's how Kawinky we did. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's, he kind of like put the icing on the cake. Like, yeah, this my man's, you know, talk to him. So we end up talking. And once you get with a man and see you out here making money and stuff, they like, you know, you know, that ain't what you want for your kids and stuff. So, you know, go get a job, baby. So I was kind of impressed when he's told that because all the other guys that I met was like, they was impressed that I, that, you know, you they got a little getting money, like getting money but yeah. he wasn't impressed by that. And I kind of liked it that, like, he wasn't impressed about the money. Who who was this? This was my ex-husband. The ex-husband. The ex-husband. So that's how you yeah. met the ex-husband. So the, Through his homeboy. Yeah. And, the, and the ex-husband is like, well, you might not want to do this for real. Like, yeah. you might want to get kind of a, He was kind of a square, you know. Uh-huh. He was a... Um, I'm just going to say this. He was a scrub on the passenger side of his best friend's ride trying to holler at me. Okay, so he's hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride trying to holler at you. But he was the one that planted the seed to say, hey, you may not want to just keep on doing all this hustling because you won't, you don't want that for your kids. Right. Put me down. So that was... um. Put me down. Oh. Mm-hmm. So he led with that. Okay, so yeah. this is okay. So I'm gonna say this, right? So me and my cousin was just having a conversation about um, good guys having bad red flags that mm-hmm. we don't see in the beginning, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure you looked at him as a good guy. He don't want me rolling, but you saying put me down, right? Right? In in the beginning, like, oh, that look good. Like he don't want me selling drugs, but guess what? It could be from some other shit, right? So he like put me down. So I'm like, okay, he like go get a job. So guess what? I go and get this job, y'all. It's a volunteer job at the hospital where I'm not getting no pay. I'm not getting no check. Uh-huh. I'm just volunteering. But I was volunteering Monday through Friday, and they end up hiring me because I was coming to work every day. Of course. On a volunteer. So mm-hmm. they end up hiring me down at um, Michigan Healthcare. Uh-huh. So go to work this one day, and um, at the time, scrub on the passenger side. Uh, use my car, drop me off at work. And I'm like, well, damn, um, I'm supposed to be getting off of work. Where he at? So no no call, no show. Didn't come and pick me up from work. So by the time I got home, I, I got a ride home, got home, go in the room, and seeing that he had been to the house because he was kind of messy about what he did at the house. So I was like, okay, round about maybe like two hours later, his dad called me, didn't know how to work with the three-way, end up hanging up. Five minutes after that, I had the police knocking in, um, kicking our door in, raided the house. He got us raided, bitch. Wow. So from that day on, I think right after that, I think I was officially out of the game. Because I felt like I put my family in danger when that happened. But it wasn't me. It wasn't even you. It wasn't me. So it's almost like, oh, how niggas trick us out of our position. Like, no. Like, when I was doing my own thing by myself, I was good. Okay, so now I end up getting pregnant by, uh, at the time, he was my boyfriend Mm -hmm. at the time. End up getting pregnant. um, Had my son. I have all preemie kids. I have um, my first daughter was born. She was... um, 11, no, 8 pounds, 11 ounce. My second daughter. That definitely was, wasn't no preemie. No, she was the only one that went full term. Mm-hmm. My first uh, preemie was 1 pound, 11 ounce. My second preemie was um, 1 pound, 14 ounce. And my last preemie was 2 pounds, 6 ounce. So, so all your kids were premature. Yeah, except for the first one. Wow. So I end up getting pregnant by um, him. I had my son September 4, 2000, I mean, 1994 mm-hmm. on September 18 my um 
first two kids, father shot me four times. Shot me four times. He waited till after I had my baby. and he So, okay. Me. So, stop right there. Right. So, you have a baby September 4th. Mm-hmm. How are you even... How are you even out and about to be shot okay so walk me through those events right so you have a baby so i boom. had a baby and i sh- he was a preemie mm-hmm. so um i guess out the hospital so my job every day was to just to go see my preemie in the hospital mm-hmm. they released me out the hospital but he had to you stay have to go in back there. and see yeah. your child mm-hmm. so this particular day um i get a phone call saying that um that I'm about to move out of town. Um, I got some money for you to give for the kids if you wanted to come and get it. And it could have my 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 flag should have went up, but it didn't because Your flag I should have went up because he ain't never had no money like that to get he to. He really don't call me about to give you money to give me money. Mm-hmm. So you know. So wait a minute. Let me, okay, let me ask you this question: Was he had he had heard that you had moved on with the new with your now ex husband and y'all had a baby together? Yeah, because I had a friend who used to. Um, Used to tell him. Feed him information. Feed him information. So he was probably a little salty because you had moved on. And I had And got with somebody. And you got pregnant by somebody else. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he called you. So you had your baby September 4th. September 18th, he called you and said, what up? I got money for the girls. I'm about to move out of town. Come meet me to get this money. Yes. Okay. And... This could be a lesson with being so ambitious and being so money driven. Yes. Right? Yes. With money on the flow, you got to go. You just had a baby. But that money on the flow... I got to go and get this money. Correct. Okay. So September 18th, what time is it? And so what happened? I had just came from seeing my son. It was maybe like, it was late. It was maybe like 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, come and get the money. So I had got the girls, told the girls to put back on their shoes the mm-hmm. two little girls, which mm-hmm. is his daughters. The girls. So yeah. when you say the girl, I know the girls. Okay, like, the everybody girls. know the girls. So right? I told them Those to put back on their girls. shoes. And we got in the car and we drove over there to go pick up the money. And when we got there, it was kind of dark outside. Like, mm-hmm. the, it wasn't no porch light on. It was nothing. It was really dark. So I told my oldest daughter. And I was kind of playing a little bit when I said that. I was like, go get off the car and go knock on the door. And she was like, uh-uh, ma, it's too dark outside. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you were joking. Like, go, so, y'all right. go and see. So I get out the car, I go knock on the door, on the windows and stuff. And it's crazy because I was always packing too myself. You know, that was just, Mm -hmm. that was just me. Didn't nobody even know that I used to pack like that. And Mm. I was. So when I got out the car, I went and knocked on the door. Were you packing this night? Yes, I was. Okay. Yeah. And knocked on the door. Didn't nobody come to the door and kept knocking. Didn't nobody come to the door. So I. As I was walking down off his porch to go back and get in the car, he came out the side door and he shot me in my back. So I got shot in my back. So you were just like literally walking down the steps saying, okay, well, whatever. No, it's a bus. Nobody is here. You walking away. And then you heard somebody come out the side door. Did you look back or you just heard a gunshot? I just, I don't remember. I just know that I got shot. I wow. don't remember if I turned around and looked. To right. See, all I know is I got shot in my back and then I kind of like threw my arms up and I got shot in my arms and then twice in my legs. Then all I remember was, this person picking me up, putting me in their car, driving me around for maybe like two to three hours, telling me how I messed up the family, how he was still in love. I let another man come in and take over the family. And I pleaded with him and told him, if you just take me to the hospital, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't tell who did it. And I didn't because at the time my kids was at risk because 
a young lady came out the house and got in the car and drove off with my kids. So my kids was at risk. I was not going to say nothing. So whatever he told me to do and whatever he told me to say, that's what I was going to do. So you go to the house to get money. He come out. He shoots you four times. Mm -hmm. He then picks you up, puts you in a car with him. Mm -hmm. You shot. Somebody else come get your kids. Take your kids away. And now he's driving around the city with you in a car. Mm -hmm. So, damn, like, how like how was that? Like, were, did you feel pain? Were you numb? Were you cold? Were you bleeding out? Like, so what the fuck? I think I was so scared mm -hmm. that I was scared to close my eyes. I mm -hmm. felt like if I closed my eyes, that was over with. You would, yes. Yeah, so, my... My my first thought was just keep talking to him, mm -hmm. keep talking to him, convincing him. Was he emotional? Was he crying? Like wow. Oh yes, he was crying. He was, I was crying. Like, I didn't mean to do this. I love you. Why did you make me do this to you? You know, you you took my family. You know, he was saying all this stuff to me, and I just kept saying, just take me to the hospital, and I won't tell him you did. So he told me what to say. He told me what to say. He said that he said that say that you was at the store and you got carjacked and they shot you. So. All while y'all riding around, he's like, okay, well, I'm a, I'm, I am going to take you to the hospital, but let me tell you what to say. Yeah. And then he took me to the hospital, and he pushed me out the car. Mm. And it was an older lady sitting outside, and I pleaded. I was like, can you please help me, help me? And once I got in the hospital, I think I was just, like, drained because I had lost so much blood that I just blacked out. So I didn't wow. know. And when I came to it, because they was, it was so many police officers and stuff asking me questions. And I was just like, I don't know who did it because my kids were still out there. I don't, shit, he shot me. I don't know so, okay. what he was going to do with okay, the Okay, so wait, so let me see. Okay, so you get to the hospital. He kick you out the car. You ask the lady to help you. They boom, they bring you into the hospital. At what point are you telling your family when the people come, like, go get my kids? No, I, I didn't tell them. How long were that. you in the hospital by yourself? Um, Before what? I stay. I end up staying in the hospital for like two weeks when I got shot. How long were you there before your family knew you were in the hospital? Uh, I, I I don't know because I kind of like when I went in the hospital, I blacked out. I kind of blacked out when I went in the hospital. So I don't know how long I was in the hospital before anybody found out. And I don't even know but how eventually people your found friend, out. Your, I mean, your, not your friends, your family eventually did come to the hospital. Yes. So yeah. when they come to the hospital, nobody know where your kids are at this no. time? No. No. He, so go, because so I know how this go. He so he mm -hmm. ended up taking the kids to his mother, and his mother lived in Ohio. In Ohio. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you, you know the Ohio story, right? So that's how I got on in Ohio, his mom. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. it's all making it's sense. sense. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so he took he took the kids to Ohio and my oldest daughter was talking to her grandmother and she was like, My my shot my mama. Mm -hmm. And she was like, What? And so she ended up calling my mother and told telling my mother that the kids was down there. And my mama told her to bring my motherfucking grandkids home. And so then my mother ended up, because my mom and his mom was very cool. Mm -hmm. you know, she, um, his mom, I loved his mom to this day. I felt like she was a mom to me. Rest in peace. Um, I wouldn't take none of our 
our what we had against, against her. Yes, because so, even after all of that happened, she still didn't change how she felt about me. Okay, so th- let me just do a short recap because we, we need deep into this. So, boom. You go over there to pick up money. He come out the house. He shoots you. He he pick you up, put you in a car, drive you around the city to, to confess his love, his dying, crying love. The girls, whoever is there with him, a girl, take your kids to Ohio. Your, I, no, I don't think she took him to Ohio. She just drove him He around. just drove him around, yeah. right? He ended up taking his kids to Ohio with his mother. Mm-hmm. Kids are up in Ohio with their grandmother, and then your baby go, my daddy shot my mama. Mm-hmm. And his mother go, what? And she go, yeah, mm-hmm. my daddy shot my Because the girls were in the car, car. the whole time. Mm-hmm. So my daddy shot my mama. And she like, so let me call her mama. And your mama like, well, I, we ain't seen her. We ain't seen Ron. Ron laid up in the hospital, shot the fuck up mm-hmm. because, they daddy didn't try to kill so her. So at the at the time, that's when my mom told me that um, Wanda, the mom, reached out to her mm-hmm. and told her what happened. So then that's when I started singing like a canoe, like he shot me. And, so what about yeah. when he called up to that? Um, oh, so he called up to the hospital. While I was <laughs> in the hospital. Val, you good with the story? He called up to the hospital and was like, "Oh, you not dead?" Mm. And so when he did that, they kind of like rushed me out of the room and put me under real protective when that no, they wouldn't even let my family come in. Maybe just my mom. That's mm-hmm. the only person my mom mm-hmm. and my dad can, can come and see me. So they wouldn't let nobody come in and see me because they felt like he was still a threat. trying. So to kill this me. is a question I never asked you and I never thought about it until now because I never knew that you had just had a baby. Like who the fuck was with your little, your first baby? Like did you have with your new guy? And he was, like, a, he was still in the hospital. He was a preemie. So like, what is the new guy saying? Is he like, it's no, cause he had red flags, but Rhonda, you had red flags too. Like, I don't know. I'm going to be with somebody that's getting shot and, Attempted murder on them. I mean, he's he he's still in love with me. He's he's stuck by me the whole time. Like you know, I can't out of everything. Was I he can't... looking for you? Like that's what I'm like. Where the fuck was he? At? Like he wasn't like where my woman at? Like you ain't going to see our baby. It's been two days. Where she at? So everybody found out that I got shot that night. Everybody, oh, okay. yeah, everybody okay. found the out great that bad. I got, yeah. it went. It didn't go. It was hours. Everybody yeah. found out that I got shot, and they, you know, and. the the good thing was my son was in the same hospital that I got shot in. So oh, wow. I was able to, you know, glad that they was nice enough to, you know, take me down and still be able to, you know, me care for him while I was still in the hospital. Then they would, you know, send me pictures of him and write me letters telling me how he was doing. So it kind of was like, I mean, it was God that was that had my back. Make sure everything was okay. That definitely was God. Yeah. So... While you're in the hospital, like, what happened to the um, baby daddy? Who shot you? So you start singing like a bird eventually. Because yeah, remember, he went on the cause, run. Because at first when he was on the run, you wasn't telling. Remember, yeah. you was like, I ain't telling, I ain't telling. Yeah, because and I only didn't tell guys because he still had my kids. So let's clear that up. Mm-hmm. I only didn't tell because I was fear of my kids. Hadn't he wouldn't have had my kids, I wouldn't have gave a fuck. I was telling. But at the point where he told me if I said something that, you know, I would never see my kids again. I'm not not saying saying nothing nothing because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I don't know where his mind was at. He shot me. So I don't know, you know, what he going to do. I didn't have no fear that he was going to do something to the kids. But you never know. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You never know. He shot me. I didn't think that he would ever shoot me, but. 
he did. So I didn't know what plans he had for the kids. So did he go to jail for that? Yes, he did. How many years did he get? None. Rhonda, is this what the story where it go crazy and I'm about to slap the dog shit out of you? Like, because this is like what, what did you do? Did you do something? I had a gun when uh, when I went over to the house. So what I got to do with him doing his half of shooting you? You think he about to say, "Oh, he just shot me." He told oh, a lie. He lied. Yeah. Oh, this is I never yeah. knew that he didn't get any time. Yeah, he lied and well, said I thought all this time I thought he did years in prison behind no, this. He lied and said that I came over there to shoot him and he took the gun from me. Y'all know I ain't come. I didn't give a fuck. I had a man. Like you said that, but yeah. you said that in the beginning of the story. Like I always I I started carrying. Like yeah. so like So I it wasn't like okay, so it's so much to the story that I'm not telling all. Yeah. It wasn't like this was the first time he ever shot at me. He had shot at me once before. I was in the car. I had he shot. He jumped out. I mean, we've been through some shit. He had jumped out the bushes on me and shot at me. He had bust my windows <laughs> out at a, you know. It LB, was just don't that. start coughing. It was in the background. I had went through so much with him that you know, it was just like, it was just like. Did you think that was love? Um. When I was younger, I did. But once I started getting older and realizing, no, that was not love. But I did, I do tell everybody now, you know, I speak to a lot of youth and mm-hmm. I, I talk about this story to them and I try to explain to them, like, when a man tell you, if I can't have you, nobody can, you need to take heed to that because I didn't. I thought it was cute, you mm-hmm. know, but it's not cute when a man tell you, if I can't have you, no one can because... When he told me that, I thought it was cute, but he meant it, you know? He he really he meant, meant it. That. Yeah. So Oh my god. I goodness. try to tell I try to tell all the, the, the young women and my kids, like my kids know the story, but we don't talk about it a lot because mm-hmm. at the end it's of the their day, father. it's their father. Mm-hmm. And I never said nothing bad about him to them because I wanted them to um, you know, have their own relationship with him. It's um so he never did any time for shooting you. No. Is he still living? Yes. Do how are y'all relationship? Uh, how is y'all relationship now? Uh, we don't have a relationship at all. At all. At all. Does he still live here? Yes. Yes. So he end does up, he have a relationship with his kids? So he end up having more kids. Let me tell this before I say that he end up having more kids. He had a um, baby by one of a, one of our friends that was a mutual friend of Shut me up. and his. So Shut he end up, up having a baby by her, and he did some bad stuff to her too. And I, I flat out told her, I was like, "Well, shit, you think you thought you were going to be? You different? thought you was different? You thought that he was going to do you better than that, okay, what he so did to me?" Okay, so can we just okay? I, I'm. I'm going to let you finish. I just want to do a pause. So you have, in your lifetime, right, mm-hmm. you've had a girl date your father. Okay. Yes. And then you had a girl, your homegirl, get pregnant by your baby daddy. Yep. Yep. That's and, a lot. And it's crazy because, listen to this, I hooked her up with a good guy. I hooked her up with a good man that she ended up having a baby by. And guess what? It was his friend. Shut up. Yes, come. And she still want to fuck with the yep. no good ass, she sure abusive yes. ass Negro yes. that's going to shoot you, kill you, leave you for dead. Yeah, like, that's who you really want. Yeah, sure did, girl. Uh huh. 
Yeah, he blew our shop off off a um off the mile, and. I know you because I know you like you are like so like no I'm about to put you on this thing he going he got a lot of money get him do it like yes like I can I know you he was good she ended up having a baby bomb he was really she was he was really good to her he was a good guy yeah like, you but know. no that ain't what she wanted yeah she didn't she see you know women look at other women and see oh okay this this man giving her this 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 i want that too so that's what it looked that's what it was she's seeing how he used to take care of me mm-hmm. and she wanted that too well chris rock has a joke um about that he goes women or look at if you if i see you with your husband women look like i want that man like i don't you know what I'm saying? Like, so men will see, men will see a guy with a good wife and go, I want a wife like that. I want a woman like that. Women see you with your nigga and be like, no, I want him. And they only want him because of what? What he doing for you. Exactly. So it's like, not that I want a guy like him. Like, I don't know. Like, I want that guy because we are so competitive and we don't think that it's enough to go around. So we operate out of lack when it comes to love. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I don't want to, I, I I can't find my own, so I'm going to just take hers. Yeah. Where men is like, no, he got a fine woman. I'm going to give me a woman like that. You know they what just, I'm saying? They look at the outside, not the inside. Yeah. yeah. Like, men, men are not operating out of lack in that department. Women are. So that is that is a bit much. So you, uh, so do the girls have a good relationship with their dad now? Um, they call him by his name, his first name. Yeah, because once I um started um dating my last two um kids, yeah, father, your ex husband, yeah, that he ended up coming into their life and being a father figure. To yeah, them. a real yeah. father figure. Yeah. So okay, so we're gonna wrap it up. So what? When did you start working at um your job, your current job? Um, I've been at four for 21 years 21 years so that's the reason why that's like the whole meat and potatoes that i wanted to get to so i wanted to like take us all the way back so let me say this Mm -hmm. let me say this like i look at all the stuff that i've been through and i'm so different i'm a different person right now like i'm saying all this stuff and you probably saying like dang she was this this that Mm -mm. that's not even me right now like i'm so i'm so like into us women taking care of ourselves and us being respected by these men out here. Like now, I don't take no shit off a of man. Mm-hmm. If you start looking at me, talking to me sideways, I'm cutting you off because mm-hmm. that's a sign. And us, we need to start learning and identifying the signs that men give us. Because even through all of that, I still been in an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like, because you tell people what you go through and they yeah. feel like they can. I know what you can say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They feel like you strong. Oh, I can say this to you. I can do this to you because look at all the stuff you've been through. But no, nah. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't, don't want to be treated like that. I, yeah. I'm very, very vulnerable right now. I want to be loved. I want to be with a man that love me and only me and cherish me. And I want to feel the same way about him. But, you know, it's so hard. To find, and I'm not giving up on love. No, because, me neither. Because None out of, of everything that I've been through, I never say, "No, nah, girl, I ain't about to go through that." Because you know all the stuff. Uh-uh. No, because I'm that go was just it again. right. That was just him. You know, that I'm was do the it person again with somebody I was different. with. Yes. but I'm gonna find that person that's gonna be genuinely and love me 
like I never wanted to be loved before. So that's what I'm still looking for. And I'm, you know what? I'm going to find that. You are. I'm so, find and it. I wanted to say this in conclusion, the reason why I wanted to interview you on my podcast, right? Oh, sh- <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> the reason why I wanted to interview on my pod, wanted to interview you, you on my podcast is because I see the, I'm not going to say the finished product because we live and we learn something new every day. But I see you and I know you, right? So you have so much to offer and so much to pour into everybody that's around you. And you're like who you are right now. It is just such an amazing person. Like you, you, I learned so much from you and I'm so fortunate to be able to have you as a friend in my life that I can learn from. You know what I'm saying? Like me being late here to the podcast, I knew you were going to be early because that's just who you are as a person. You know what I'm saying? Like you are like business oriented. You're going to save your money. You're going to do, you're going to do, have all your ducks in a row. You're going (laughs) to, you're going to do everything that you need to do. So it's almost like knowing your back history and then the the finished product now is like amazing to me completely amazing so that's the reason why so i so in my mind right it's a girl out there that's you it's a young Rhonda out there that's like i may have been through some shit with my family and i'm a bully and i like to fight and i and i can fight and i will fight but i'm gonna fight for everybody that's around me and i'm and i like to get money and how you channel all of that energy and you've been a rep you know what i'm saying you've been a union rep at your job and i think that all that pour into you that made you a great rep like you are your life is so full Ron, I promise you, and I admire you so much. Like you, you set the standard, like how you are, like how you, like everything you do, the way you live, the way you, just how you are with us. Wow, you know, you, you don't, we don't, you don't pull no shorts when we out. And Ron, you make sure we, you know that. Like what? We spending money. Get money. For what? You gonna make money? Fuck that. Spend money. Get, you like, okay, spend money. Get money. Like, fuck that. We out, we out here. We having a good time. You set the standard for that. So it's like almost like your old self and your new self has merged into like this great person. I and just, I love you for that. I, I say that. Um, Ain't nobody put on no sexy six picnic like you. What? Never. What? Ever. In this, in this city. For never. Real, right. For ever. Real. We did do that. Y'all did that. Like, I got four kids that and I always, out of everything, you know, sometimes when you go through things that it, it affect the family, mm-hmm. not one time did it affect my family. You would never let it. I wouldn't let it affect them because out of my kids, I said, listen, y'all have so much to live for. I got four kids. My oldest is 32 years old. Don't have never, no kids. Never ever would have thought that you had no a 32-year-old. None of my kids have kids. None of them, you know. 32-year-old men want to date you. You know. <laughs> And I'm like, man, I did something right. You know, and I say this all the time. 
I am so proud of how I raised my kids. Yes. Because I raised them totally different from how I was good raised. Job. And I good feel job. like I did a good job. Like yes. All my kids graduated from school, didn't have to go through school, having no kids. Yes. Like, I'm so impressed by that. That's like my biggest accomplishment. Of course. Like, yes. I tell you everybody. you had a baby young. So I had like, a baby young. So nobody I, coming from me going to have a baby young. Right. So I just let them, sh- I showed them like, it's so much for y'all to do out here than have kids. Like, I don't regret me having my kids at the age mm-hmm. that I have because I have a wonderful relationship with my kids. It's like we we was able to grow up together. You, yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, my kids admire me. And I I, I take my hat off. To, That's the to, biggest you know, reward you can ever for get. For your kids to so admire think about you. Like, so think about, like, if we was, like, in a BT movie, you know what I'm saying? You getting shot with the babies in a car watching my mama getting shot. A girl taking me away. I'm in Ohio telling my granny, my daddy shot my mama. You know what I'm saying? Fast forward to now, they're like, my mama, my best friend. Like, yeah. no, we going to hang. We hang. We didn't, I didn't been on trips with you and your daughters. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a great dynamic. So to see you come full circle, even though I didn't know you then, that's the reason why I wanted to bring you on to tell your story. And I never made them have no different relationship with their dad even know? though you should have but i didn't because Good. at the end of the day that was a great job on that you. was their dad yeah that's their dad mm-hmm. he did that to me he didn't yeah. do it to them and yeah. i still wanted them to have a relationship with with him but they chose to treat him accordingly yeah you can't yeah. shoot my mama yeah. and then You're like right. yeah we got to you we got yeah. to get past that a little bit you, though you you i mean them yeah. at the end of the day they they treat him accordingly. His name is his yeah. name. His name. Yeah. yeah. It's not dad, no. father. You no, know no, no, no. He no. missed all of that. Oh, and that's did. and that's sad. That's sad to it miss is. being called dad, father. You know what I'm saying? That's my father or that's my dad. They say that's who his who name is. His name and of is. course, you really feel like that. And I think me, I know me, you and LB can relate because we have good dads. So mm-hmm. that so that weighs heavy on you because you want your kids to have a good dad. Right, because and I felt like, like my dad was there for me though. Great regardless dad. of what he been through, what he was going through. Shortcomings and all. Right. Like, that's my father. Yeah. Like no matter he was not perfect, but he was yeah. mine. He was mine. And yeah. at the end of the day And I never know life without him. Like he gonna always be there for me. Right. Like at the end of the day, like you need your dad. Like you do. why would you do that? Yeah. And mess up a relationship. Because he, he, he didn't know. And you still don't have a relationship with your kids. Yeah. That's he probably cool. never will. That's just not. Yeah. And like, but like, who's the, and this is the reason why young adults don't need to make decisions for themselves. Because when you're 13 and 14 years old, you think that this is going to be the person you're going to be with forever. And you know what I'm saying? So. Ah, yeah, that's true. You so right. do think that you're going to be you, with this one. Because so, I thought I was going to be with my husband forever, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't work out. But it didn't work out. But guess what? That's a whole nother situation let's, because let's put it on the podcast that he got a divorce again well let's put on the podcast that you and his ex-wife is fucking best friends and yes. she have to announce that every yeah. time do she you yeah. you you get sick of that no nah, yeah i do it's like no i do Why? i do i told her that Wait, but she I was honest with her but she never announced that she's best friends she do no she don't yes she, she does. does i never heard her say that what no, I never heard her say that though. I heard her say that we're sisters and I'm her sister, but I never heard her say that I was her best friend. No. 
she wasn't she don't she because she really she really got best friends that she claims so and no, they've been she, really even though she may not have claimed you as her best friend she mm-hmm. definitely um have to announce the fact that we're friends yes i want her to because she is listen and let's i want to clear this up on my on the podcast yeah, please today. clear it up like i met her and people think that I'm the reason why they got a divorce. Let me clear this up. I'm not the reason why they got a divorce. She was already having problems with her husband at the time. And they she had moved out. And I just so happened to call. I don't care. I don't care. I just so happened to call her just to check on her and the kids. And that's how we became friends. And he was a whole lot of her. Okay, so my perspective on that. LB don't don't want to talk about that. Me neither, because I don't either. So my perspective, look at... Right. Yes, we we can. can. No. Yes, we can. No, yes, I can. This is my podcast. I can do whatever I want to do with my podcast. No, it it, it's not that It's not that we can say anything bad about her. Listen, and let me just say this, right? My perspective was very nice, cool girl. I thought like, okay, I think it's different. I know for a fact it's different for the ex-wife and the current wife to hang out together, which, okay, and I'm not tripping on that. I definitely don't need for um, her to announce that y'all are friends every time I see her. Like, guess what? You know you know, okay. I'm his wife. Okay, and because I'm like, you know, a lot of people had a lot of shit to say every time. They always have something to say. And well, you here to do. take pictures. That's it. Huh? She here to take pictures. That's it. You 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 leaving? You you hungry, right? You want to go eat. Okay. She don't like that. Okay. So we're gonna wrap it up at okay. this point. Whatever. We'll be okay. I just want to say thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming and thank you, you for was- telling your story. Um I think the lesson that we can learn is for one, listen to your body. Um, do your mammogram checks in the shower yes. when you're in the shower it's make sure you, you rubbing and and checking filling for lumps and, and if you, if you anything, can't feel how that man feel for yes it. when he be sucking on y'all boobs yeah. on them big old titties like that you got Courtney, hanging to will you be taking that bra off shaking them in his face when you getting titty fucked if he feel a lump <laughs> go to the doctor <laughs> and I wanted to say this in closing okay I wanted you to come on my podcast because I see your life now, right? And you have poured into me just by being who you are, right? When you show up and you're going to be on time early and you're going to say, you have told me, you buy what you want to buy. You save your money and you do what you want to do, whatever you want. It's nothing out your realm that you can't reach, right? right? So I think that going back to those middle school years of you, you know what I'm saying, rolling and doing shit like that, like that stayed in you and you pouring that into people that you don't even realize. Because I look at it like now that I'm grown, I look back on all the things and Val. I don't regret nothing that nothing. I went through because yes. it's have been a lesson. And God told me, I don't put nothing on you that I know you can't handle. Every test that I have gave you, you have passed. Passed with flying colors. With flying colors. Yes. So I'm doing good. And I just want to say that my name is Rhonda Logan. I'm 48 years old. I work at Ford Motor Company. I am a district rep. I've been a rep mm. for 
Um, Come on, Rhonda. Three terms so far as a district rep. I was health and safety. I was ESSP. So I am living my life. fucking life. Yes. Okay. I In did what way. I did. You I said don't what re- you said. I said what I said, and I don't regret it. I'm doing me. No regrets. No regrets. That's I'm the name me. of the podcast. I'm, I'm living me. Yes. I'm, I'm doing me. I love you. Thank you for coming on. I love you, on. too. And I love you so much. I want LB. I want LB to come back in here so we can tell a funny story from the casino, but she left. But she no, I'm going to get LB. Hold on one second. Right. Hold that. Hold that thought. All right. So, in conclusion, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you um, for our friendship. I appreciate you. And Appreciate you too. I love you. I love you more. And we're gonna have more trips. We're gonna do more fun. And we're gonna record more episodes because we got to do a whole trip episode and vacation episode because we didn't have so many epic ass times together. You need to get a reality show with us because we do. Rob is saying this from beginning to time. We need to have I've a camera following us. I'm like, why would they follow us? Because our shit be lit. It so does. yes. One Girl, One Mike podcast. Thank you so much for coming on, Rhonda. Come back. Rhonda has a, she's going to write a book. Y'all going to write a so book. So anything that you didn't get in this podcast, Rhonda got a book coming out. She's going to write a book if on her life. If you look in my eyes and see what I see. That's the look, name of it. Boom. So it's I've been all, working on it for a long time. Yes. I can't wait. Right. And we're going to be hosting events. We got a whole business yeah. coming out of this. So Diva Girls. Diva Girls. So let me, let me introduce Diva Girls. Yes. Plug. Diva Girls is a, um, a, a group of sexy women that mm. we do, um, we bartend. We'll do a bartend party for you. We um, have our own supplies. All you got to do is give us a call and we'll set up a whole party. We'll host we'll your event. Whole event. You don't, If you don't want to do nothing, just tell us what you want. We'll, we'll come. We'll, we'll, we'll host do the whole DJ, event. drinks, mic, everything. Yeah. We'll, we we yeah. got everything yeah. on the box. On the books. Yep. And it's sexy women. It, and it's sexy fine women. Yes. yes. Fine as hell. Fine. Val. A boom. Shit. Come on now. Stop okay. playing. The lottery queen is back. All right. So. <laughs> Thanks, Val, we for out. having me. Thank you so much for coming, Ron. I love you. I love you, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ooh. I'm listening to One Girl, One Mic podcast. See you next week.